1,000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Kitty Urich, and I have a friend on with me today, which is so exciting. Uh, this is John Hannigan, and uh, we met uh, earlier this year, actually, and have talked quite a bit with him and his wife, Melissa, over the past several months, and so excited to have him on the podcast today. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. That's so good you're here. Could you take a minute and just... Tell us who you are. Okay, so I am John Hannigan. I uh, am the father of four kids. Uh, Joey is 15, and then Maddie is 13, um, Ella is eight, and Charlotte is seven. And you already said my wife, Melissa. And we live in Florida, sunny, beautiful Florida, where we can be outside all day. And um, we, I am also the executive director of Celebrate Kids and an associate of Ignite the Family. That's awesome. I can't wait to talk more about those organizations. We actually um, are starting this podcast 30 minutes late. Uh, so, so such is life. I think that this is, this is like the real life podcast. We're going to be talking about getting outside when you don't like getting outside. We're talking about just real life and sort of getting back to roots and spending time with grandparents and, and sort of just embracing the ups and downs of life. And um, so I'm so excited about that. It's, it's really nice to be on with a friend. We met at the um, Florida Homeschool Convention. It's called FPEA. It stands for, I shouldn't have started that. Florida, it stands for Florida Parent Educators Association. I could have guessed, I could have guessed probably. FPEA, and it is a really awesome conference. We loved it because it's at a resort. So it was like all these pools and restaurants. And so we met down there in May. Um, but we'd actually kind of met online before that because John put on this online conference during COVID in 2020 through Virginia, through um, HEAB. Um, I'm going to guess it's Home Educators Association of Virginia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm good at acronyms. So we had kind of already met online and then we met in person and, um, just talk through so many cool ideas of just helping families. And um, so, so you're the executive director at Celebrate Kids. Tell us, I love that name, Celebrate Kids. I love kids. I've always loved kids um, since I was young. So tell us about Celebrate Kids. So Celebrate Kids was founded by Kathy Cook. Um, Dr. Kathy Cook wrote The Eight Great Smarts. I think you're actually talking to her later this season. Um, and she, uh, so she founded Celebrate Kids because she saw a need for parenting resources. And so we provide um, parenting and education resources. Uh, there's kind of a misnomer that we work mainly with homeschool families, but we work with all school families. Um, so we teach with um, ACSI, the American Christian Schools Incorporated or the Association of Christian Schools. Oh, acronyms are killing us today. Um, ACSI, so she works with, we work with ACSI, UMSI, which is the University Model Schools, um, and then also several state homeschool associations. Um, Kathy has written several books um, and we have several core concepts. We have eight great, the eight great smarts. We have uh, the five core needs which is how we kind of identify what we need in life. Uh, and then several other things. We actually have an author that's writing a book right now on the genius qualities and helping instill the genius qualities in your children. Um, when does that one come out? 
Um, it's going to be next year yeah. uh, because Melissa needs to sit down and write some more, doesn't she? Jenny, you should text her and tell her that. Uh, I, think that's, I think the parents are really going to be intrigued by that because that's something that, you know, we've got this sort of career-focused approach to kids. And, you know, I, I think parents are going to find that one really interesting. Well, it is. I think it's it's funny. I Last year during COVID, you know, she was just starting to do the research and kind of info on this book. And Melissa, my wife, is the one writing it. Uh, and so I get home. And I'm staring at a window. I, I'm, I'm literally standing in the kitchen and I'm looking at the window in our dining room as they paint the window. And it's dripping and it's soapy and it's gross. And I'm like, <laughs> and they're sitting on the buffet. And like, I'll have to find the picture so that I, because I took a picture, I'll have to find the picture so I can send it to you and you can post it for your people. But visually you have to get this picture that they're painting and there's tape on the window. And I was like, what are we doing here? And she's like, oh, we're instilling. And she says like three of the genius qualities. And I'm like, cause all I see is you like messing up a window. And she's like, right, that's what you see. Right. But the reality right. is this is what we're teaching. So that's why I think the book is going to be awesome because it probably does not look like instilling genius qualities does not look like what people would think it looks like. They're going to right. think it looks like tutoring. They're going to think it looks like more and more and more classes, but really it looks like dripping paint on your floor, right? That's what it looks like. <laughs> that's great. So um, the eight great smarts is this concept that kids are smart in different ways. And so it's a way to sort of celebrate the ways in which kids are smart and, and to help them find those things. Is that, is that sort of a, a little bit of a summary there? Yeah. So it's, we are all smart in eight different ways. Um, yeah. And I, I'm like, I, I found my cheat sheet. Um, oh, yeah, there we go. That's awesome. So we're all smart in eight different ways. Body smart, logic smart, music, nature, people, picture, self, and word. Um, and what Kathy teaches about is that, you know, most of us are learning word and logic smart, right? Like that's what we're being taught yeah. in schools. Um, and so how do you teach a child who is picture smart, maybe, and people smart, um, that they are actually smart when they're not word and logic because they're being told that traditionally they're not smart. And so, um, again, I go back to like my daughter who is dyslexic. And so she has a lot of problems with word smart. Right. And um, she read some information, has had several conversations with Kathy, obviously. And Maddie is very logic smart and very picture smart. And it was this moment where she was like, wait, I actually am smart and I could do something like be an architect. And the reality is she could. Now she'd have to have someone check the drawings to make sure the measurements were right, right? But her creative side, the picture smart side, the logic, oh, there needs to be a support column here. You know, that kind of thing will be good for her. And so, and then of course the biggest smart for you is nature smart because it's outside. I am not very nature smart, which is why we're talking. Well, and I'm also actually not very nature smart. I, I wouldn't put myself in that category, but um, we go outside just so that I don't lose my mind. And um, I know that it's beneficial for my kids in a lot of different areas, but probably I don't think that's the one that I would fall into. It's just really, I would, I would imagine that knowing about these smarts is freeing for kids and for parents. Um, 
you know, to like you said, like your daughter, to have these light bulb moments of, oh, I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. After having an entire school career of not feeling worthy. Can you read them one more time so parents can hear them? The eight yeah, years. so. Um, and she has two books on this. She eight has two books. And Eight Great Smarts for Homeschoolers that just came out recently. Exactly. And so it's body smart, logic smart, music smart, nature smart, people smart, picture smart, self smart, and word smart. Wow. And so um, what would you say that you were so? So I would say people. That's it. Um, I mean, that's me. Um, picture and word um, would be kind of in my top uh, music. I, I love music, um, rhymes, melodies, that kind of rhythms. Um, so you, they say, you know, Kathy kind of says, and I'm sure she'll get into more of this when you guys talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like deaf drilling you on her stuff, but it is, it's, I know, I'm like, it is it's fascinating. fascinating. You know, I mean, and I think it's, it offers hope for parents who are maybe really struggling and for children who are struggling that, you know, I think sometimes in life, you know, you have these different things to offer, but they're not celebrated or they're not focused on. So you're just kind of down in the dumps and um, you've got four kids. So I would imagine they're all different kinds of smarts. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's fascinating to watch them develop their smarts, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, like it's, it, they're, you're, you're kind of seeing them come out, right? You're seeing, you're going, oh, like, okay, I didn't think that was you, but like, oh, it, you are more like, you're more body smart than I thought, right? Or like, you know, you're, you're, um, or you're not very body smart and that's why you fall down all the time. Right. You know, and then, and then I think, you know, I think that it changes our response, Right, yep. that we know maybe they a, a child needs more um, just help in a certain area, or instead of being like, "Why are you falling all the time?" or you know, that right. gives us a better understanding, I guess, of our children and of ourselves. So, celebrate kids is parenting resources like this, like the eight great smarts. Yep. But I'm, Kathy has a lot of resources, um, including that amazing VHS. She's had it's thirty years, thirty years of resources, right? So yeah, so even if you wanted to say watch. You know, your file drawer brain. <laughs> I don't think you post your video. I've got 30 years of resources for Celebrate Kids. And one of the things that we utilize on a weekly basis from Celebrate Kids are these questions that Kathy, Dr. Uh, Kathy Cook puts out every week. Just questions for around the dinner table or if you're in the car. And um, every week she posts those. And they're just thought-provoking questions for kids and for families and so we use those every week and um, our kids love them. They're always sad when, you know, like they're over. So like, do you have any more? I'm like, I can't come up with any. So sorry. Like, I have zero. Like, yeah. I, I, well, we love to ask a child. Like ask a child yeah. questions are probably, you know, they're probably the biggest thing I think that we do for parents to really engage. We want, we want parents to engage their kids, right? Like we both want that. Like you and I, I think you, you and I both, Jenny, want, we want parents to be parents and so I think when we when we give them something that's easy it's not that hard to ask a question that was on your Instagram feed right or right. that you're already Facebook. on your Instagram feed and there it is right you're scrolling and it's like oh hey kids come I have a question for you right like that's kind of what it looks like so 
Um, we love the Ask a Child questions. They're by far probably our favorite thing in the ministry um, that people like that people ask for. Uh, we're we're also developing some new products right now um, for them. So we'll be coming out with like the flip chart kind of. So each day you can flip. Yeah, it. like a calendar. Yeah, like a calendar. That's cool. Um, and That's then a great idea. We've had several parents ask. Now, here's a good. I'm going to ask a research question from you, Jenny. Yeah. Would you, if I, if we did a journal, would you use the journal to record your oh, kids? Oh, yes. And you know, we've had like those five-year journals, like where you go, like so. You, it's you know how it is, one page, but it, you can put the answers in. You know, for one year next yep. year, that would be a good idea because then you go back and you see what they said last year and the little journey of your life. I think that's an awesome idea. That it's would be fun. fun to have the answers recorded. Yeah, I think that would be. So I, yeah, so we'll have to look at that. Like, you know, we are a nonprofit, so we do what budget allows, right? Yeah, sure. And we can. So, um, and then the other big, you know, the other big thing that we do at Celebrate Kids, so Kathy will talk a lot more about the smarts. We all have five innate core needs inside of us, and we're made um, wanting security, identity, belonging, purpose, and competence. And um, security is the base, right? Like, who can I trust? And then we build up from there. And so, you know, showing people, especially parents who, you know, culturally, we've been taught that competence is really the, the core. What am I good at, Right competence at the end of the day what you're good at doesn't necessarily matter but we've based our whole life around what are you good at right oh what profession are you going to have well you're if you're good at this then this is what you're going to do with your life but what we do is reshift it to security who can i trust identity who am i belonging who, who who am i with where do i belong you know, purpose, what is my purpose, right? What am I called to do? And then competence, what am I good at? If we build in that manner, instead of building in the opposite manner of competence, if you, I'm good at this. And so because of that, I'm going to do this job. Well, then if I fail at that job, you know, because I thought that was my purpose, you know, then no. And what we, you know, what we see is that when you build up from security, identity, belonging, purpose, and incompetence, that you realize that you're competent to do what you're called to do, right? Which is to work within the groups of people that you belong in, right? And you, because you know who you are, because you know whose you are, right? And so it kind of is that, like that was, I went backwards on it, obviously. That's our big thing. And so for me that, you know, I do a lot of work with identity and who we are. Because uh, I think kids need to know who they are, you know, if they don't. Well, I really relate. So, you know, I grew up playing the piano. Um, so yep. competence. And, and actually, I would say of the smarts that I am probably music and people. Um, okay. I had to guess. Um, but I, I really enjoy playing the piano. And I play guitar. And I started when I was four. And my parents really sacrificed. You know, I just texted my parents the other day because, um, you know, our youngest just turned five. And so we've been, we've got five kids. We've been in like a little bit of a turmoil for the last little bit. Hard to sort of get kids to lessons. And, and Josh, my husband traveled a lot for work. So we're just sort of hitting that stride where I'm signing my kids up for some different things, voice, things that they're interested in. 
and it's expensive <laughs> and it's kind of a pain. And so I just, I texted my parents and I'm just so grateful. You know, they took me to these lessons. They drove, you know, my mom does not like to drive and they, she drove far. And, and, you know, I look back at the cost and so I'm just so grateful. Um, you know, so I, so I played the piano and, and I um, loved it. And so I played in church and weddings and different things. And when I turned around 16 or 17, I stopped my lessons. I, I, you know, with high school and different things, I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. And they were expecting like three hours a day of practice at that level. And I just felt like I couldn't, um, I couldn't give, you know, what it took. And so I quit after, you know, 12 years. And, um, you know, I still play that foundations there, play all the time. But I, I remember thinking, who am I without this? Who am right. I? I am Ginny, the piano player, you know, right. and, and when that was gone, I, I had this like, crisis within myself where I had mm-hmm. to reach back and, and figure out, well, well, wait, you know, if I'm not Ginny, the piano player, can I just be Ginny, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, these, you know, we've talked about maybe 10 or 15 minutes about the resources that Celebrate Kids have. And I think just from this small amount of conversation, parents can understand that, these are fantastic resources to have um, as a parent for your children or as a grandparent. Um, and I'll, I'm excited to talk to, to Kathy about them more uh, later this month. Um, you also have a, a sub-ministry called Ignite the Family, which um, I love both the names. They just stir something in you, don't they? Celebrate kids, Ignite mm-hmm. the Family, um, just the importance of family. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Ignite the Family? So Ignite the Family is um, an organization where, you know, we believe in the multi-generational family. And I think, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the issues that we have um, now as, as younger parents, as kind of the next generation, um, could be eased if we brought in the third generation, right? So often it's like, well, this is my nuclear family. Like, this is my family. And we're talking about the nuclear family, but what happens when we bring in the third and the fourth generation? Um, And so we really have a passion for helping grandparents know where they fit, helping parents understand where their parents fit, right? And then helping the kids understand how to kind of navigate that. So everything from, you know, we do in Ignite the Family you know, we're about building each kind of member of the family. And so we do some women's events. Um, we're going to start a men's event next year. Uh, we do a um, we do a specific event for homeschooling moms. Uh, and then we're looking at some uh, like family camps, which we'll talk about more later. Um, but so several different things. And, and, you know, one of the things that came up this year was grandparents, like they don't know how to connect in or they accidentally alienate, right? Because they're like, like I think about my mother and um, who just texted me by the way, cause she kept my daughter Charlotte overnight. And, um, and there was, there was a lot of time period where that didn't, that kind of stuff didn't happen because we didn't know how to engage each other, right? And so like, she's mom, but I'm an adult now. And like, I have my own wife and my own kids. And I'm like, mom, you can't tell me, like, you can't yell at me for not shaving, right? <laughs> you don't own me anymore. 
Like you have launched me. It's okay if I don't shave for three days, you know, like just, and so finding that balance, right. And like grandparents, I think so often because they don't, I, I think because truly they don't understand the culture. Right. And they don't understand what's going on in this world. They, they look at their grandkids and they're just like, what's wrong with you? Right. And then it alienates them. And so then it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with grandma. I don't want to deal with grandpa. So how do we engage those conversations? How do we engage the communication and bridge the gaps? Right. And connect the whole three generation family because a cord of three strands cannot be broken. Right. Right. And so bring all three cords together and go, hey, we are the family. So it's something that I'm specifically really passionate about. It's something that Kathy's really passionate about. And so it kind of birthed out of Celebrate Kids um, and is just like we're, we kind of, you know, we'll do a very big launch at the beginning of 2022. Um, right. That's exciting. Yeah. So we're like, we're like in the midst of it. Um, but we want to provide resources for the family, that three generation family every day of the year. Wow. So, I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, I are, we have great grandparents, um, on both sides. So we are so blessed. Um, our kids are so blessed. They're so loving and engaging. Um, we were with my parents yesterday and, um, with my husband's parents, you know, just last week. So, um, we have a lot of this depth of relationship I'm very thankful for. I think the transition is hard to sort of get to those different points and there can be a lot of sticky points. Um, but something that I've learned over the years, and we're, you know, a homeschooling family, but I think that this will relate to any family is that, especially if you're talking about these different kinds of smarts, you're talking about, you know, if you take your extended family, aunts and uncles, it's like everyone had brings something to the table. This one's an artist and this one likes to bake cookies. And, and even with those different smarts, you know, you might have a grandparent that is body smart that relates to, you know, the two-year-old that's body smart, but the parent, you know, so I think when you start to expand that circle of family, then you have such a pool of resources for your children. And it's a delight for the, for the grandparents. And it's like, it's a win-win-win, right? Um, Right. When everyone can engage. And so what an awesome idea to have resources for that. I have not really seen many resources for that. Um, Maybe none. I, I can't think of any resources I've seen that um, really pull in that that third generation. And with 1,000 Hours Outside, you know, we get tagged a lot. People are outside, so they tag 1,000 Hours Outside. And yep. my favorite ones to see are the ones when there's grandpa there or, you know, the grandparents are in the picture yep. um, and they're doing it together. And, and they say, you know, I'm on 1,000 Hours Outside, grandma, or I'm getting outside with my six-year-old or my six-year-old grandson or or whatever, that those are really special moments. So when the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. 
Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com slash outside for 15% off your first order. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash outside120 code outside 120 well that's that's what connects us right that's what bonds us is it's not just going to see grandma and sitting on the couch and staring at her it's getting outside with her it's getting connected with her it's it's you know it's grandpa and you going fishing like we've lost that like you know i got one of the kids that works with us i say kid he's like 21 but he's a kid to us and so he like even last year, I'd ask him, I've, I've kind of mentored him for a while. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm going fishing with my grandpa. Aww. And I'm like, that is so like 1986 of you. I love it. Yeah. You know, because that's what it should be. That's where we were. Like, if yeah. you think about the multi-generational home and you think about like, I was, we were sitting on the front porch on Friday night and, you know, I, I live in Florida and Florida is a very planned community. Right, like it's very like perfect little houses next yeah, to each other. Yeah. Cooking and we visited, yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, you know. So I, I, I will not like. I don't want to live in a planned community. Like, and Melissa knows it, and she's like, and sometimes I'll get like, I don't know, a little crazy in the head, and I'm like, ooh, we should go live, move there to that community that has a beautiful pool, and I'm like, wait, they also have an HOA that's going to make me cut my grass. So I um, so, so make- yeah, they're going to make me shave my yard. And so, <laughs> so they, but so we're living, we're, we're sitting in our, in our, on our front porch on Friday night. And my, um, one of our good friends was over and we were like, this is the kind of neighborhood we grew up in. And that's why we like it is every house is different. It's like, like we in fact have, you understand like this is a Midwest thing. Like we have ditches and like now here like everything's underground and so there are no ditches there's like little storm gutters but like i love having ditches like the kids are like oh look we have like a little creek in our yard and i'm like that's a ditch and it's only a creek when it rains but yeah yeah. but like so it's like you know we have that idyllic like childhood that we all kind of grew up in 
Now I look at kids and they're in a planned community and they're in structured activities and they have, they're going, like you said, there's piano and dance and baseball and we're going, 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 going. And then it's like, when are we just being? Yeah. So just Um, be, and then also make the grandparents drive you places. Like, hello. My mom would be out. But everyone has the things that they offer. And I think that's the special thing about it. It's like you have these four grandparents, you know, depending on the, you know, you know, prayerfully or hopefully. And and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we have adopted grandparents. You know, I I remember growing up in in our church, you know, we had a grandma Newell. I don't know. We called her that. So, you know, you have these extended family members that really pour into you. It doesn't necessarily have to be your biological family either. And, you know, everyone in community is, is gleaning something from. You're like, you're like Southern actually, aren't you? I'm not, but. It's like a very Southern thing to have like grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles that are not actually related to you. But a lot, but we're not, but I am drawn to that. And I see Mm -hmm. how down South sometimes there's the housing is different. I read this book by Joel Salatin. Um, actually, I don't know if that's how you say his last name. So, but he has a big farm in like the Shenandoah Valley and he, he wrote this book. I'm not sure actually which book he wrote it in, but he's written a lot of books and probably like Dr. Cookie's got just a lot. And in one of the books, he talked about how like on his farm, they had a bunch of different homes and they rotated through depending on what season of life they were in. So it's like, you know, they've got the big farmhouse, Right. And that's where you live when you've got your four kids and you're raising your children. And then they also have the ranch, you know, that's one level that's smaller. And so uh-huh. we're done raising your kids, you know, when you're the grandparents, you go to the ranch or, or, and then they've got the small one for when you've just gotten married and you just started out. And I thought, well, that's brilliant, you know, because everyone's kind of together in community. And I think they do a meal once a week, but everyone also has their own space. It just sounded so, you know, ideal and, I love that. And also it keeps all of our kids at home. Yeah. And so I kind of love that idea too. Cause like, you know, I mean, I understand that I'm raising them to launch them and let them go, but then also like, like my son is 15 now and I'm like, you're so cool. Like, I just want to be your friend. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, but you're going to leave in three years. And, you know, and Melissa always jokes that, you know, just text me where you're getting married and I'll come. I won't bring your father, I promise. <laughs> because I'm a little bit embarrassed. I'm the embarrassing dad. <laughs> right. Isn't there always like an embarrassing parent, Jenny? I don't I don't know. I hope it's not me. Maybe it is. I'm sure it's me. Actually, it's me. It is me because I dance weird when we're out, out in public and a good song comes on. My kids are like, stop. So it's me. It's so I'm the embarrassing parent and I'm like, you know, I... um. Like my so like my son, I like I love Joey. Like Joey's my oldest. He's the boy. He's the only boy, right? So he's like, so he, you know, like at church several years ago, like we'd see, I'd see him, and I'd be like, boo boo, and like you know, I'd yell at him to come give me a hug, and I'd embarrass him, and and you know, then he got wise, and so now he will see me and be like, daddy, and like, come and give me a hug. So all of his friends also think I'm fun because they're like you're so fun because you're nice and you're, you know, whatever. And I'm like, and he really thinks he's winning, right? Like, because he's like, I embarrassed you before you embarrassed me. And really I'm like, but you're 15 and you gave me a hug. 
Oh, I love thing. I love that we do really only have such a short period of time with our kids. And so I think then we really want to make sure that we get to be a part as grandparents. So what awesome resources. I had put out a question on Facebook. It was in 2019 about people's earliest um, outdoor memories. You know, what was your earliest oh. outdoor memory as a child? And I mean, I would say nine out of 10 responses were, were with grandparents and um, you know, I fishing with grandparents or these different things. And so it actually made me think about my answer. And my grandma was born and raised on a farm, a dairy farm in West Virginia. And her brother stayed there his whole life. So that was my great uncle. And him and his wife weren't ever able to have kids. Um, so it was just the two of them on, on this dairy farm, my great uncle and his wife, Evelyn. Um, and so we would go visit as kids. And I ended up writing a short children's book about it because they had no toys. You know, they didn't have children of their own. So they right. And children of their own. They had no toys there. And, um, but those were some of our favorite childhood memories. They had a little rickety dock at this small pond and they had barns and with little barn cats and they had dogs and cows. And so I wrote this book, John, and then um, just a few years ago, we moved to a small farmhouse. It's, you know, we've never done that before. It's this little hobby farm. And I, uh, we moved in and I walked up to the fencing sort of the day that we moved in and the neighbor has all these cows and they came walking over and it's just like a picture. I didn't know. We didn't know because they move them around to different pastures. And when we came and looked at the home, they, they weren't there. And so all these cows, and I'm like, this is just like my childhood. So, you know, there's something in that, that, really, you know, was a deep thing for me. And by my parents allowing us to have those experiences, I mean, it was probably awful for them, really. There was right. no toys, right? I, I mean, I'm trying to think through myself. Going on this vacation, it was a really small house. I remember we were always kind of crammed in this one little room. You know, they were always a little nervous. We were going to be over, you know, too loud. It's three of us, you know, these, right. they never had kids. And, you know, I just, but I have such great memories and, um, so thinking about my parents' experiences versus ours, but that they still um, facilitated that for us. And for me, uh, it was a, it like left a lifelong impact. So, um, you know, I think getting back to that time with grandparents and, and great aunts and uncles and extended family can be so powerful to our children in ways that we may never even know. Well, and I think that's the, you know, we have, I have an uncle who owned, well, my dad's uncle, so my great uncle, I guess, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. My great uncle owns a farm in Missouri. Um, and he, you know, we grew up going there. And so we would go to the farm and it was sheep. There were sheep and cow and there was a silo, a grain silo. So obviously they were doing corn. Um, and I didn't really understand it. We were city people. Right. But you come and everyone piles into that small house. Right. And it's I mean, you're talking. I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And they're like, oh, I'm your cousin. And I'm like, are you really like I didn't. OK, cool. Nice to meet you, cousin. You know, but yeah. it was that concept of everyone coming together and everyone hanging out. And, and you know, and I don't remember. You know, it's funny because I think about the farm now. I haven't even thought about these memories in a long time, Jenny. You're like walking me down memory lane. And, but I think about the farm and I think about, you know, being outside and, 
and like my like my uncle taught my great uncle taught me to drive because he was a mail carrier so he had the pedals on the other side of the truck so we went out into the field and so i drove this jeep out in the field where he could stop and start and whatever you know and so like those kind of memories that like my my grandparents i have you know i have several sets of kind of it's a weird sets of grandparents divorce on both sides of my family um, on the grandparents. And so I had my grandfather who ended up having kids my age, married a younger woman, had kids my age. And so he wasn't really like, he was there, but not really. It was kind of like a weird sort of like granddad situation. And then my grandmother was in all the way in Arizona and we lived in Missouri at the time. And so I didn't see her very often. Um, and then, but my great my great uncle and my great aunt, they were like my grandparents. We would go to the farm and we'd see them. And so it was, it, it is, it's not just the grandparents, it's old generation of family, right? You can connect into and who ground you ultimately, right. you know, and they kind of keep you rooted and they know the history and they know the stories. And you know, as I think about it now as an adult, like I was talking about earlier, signing my kids up for, for lessons and um you know you, you all of a sudden you step back and you have this different perspective and so here I think about you know I we loved going to the farm as a kid that was like my only thought right but now yeah. I'm looking at it from this perspective of well when I plan vacations with my own kid you know would I choose to go to this small house you know with these people that have never had children of their own i mean i can see how stressful that was for my parents right but then i can also look at it from the perspective of my great aunt and uncle who are welcoming in this family of five right however many days and they would feed us you know she would get up and my aunt evelyn she'd make these breakfasts i still remember that and you know so and and so then that can give me perspective too about how powerful it is to welcome people into your home but it doesn't have to be a huge home that we can be hospitable with what we have. And, and, you know, they have passed away. My great grand, my great aunt and uncle, um, you know, and here they would, they don't have any idea that now their great, great nieces and nephews are being raised in somewhat similar fashion and right. farmhouse. And um, so we just don't even know, you know, when we're opening our home and, and doing these things that maybe seem a little crazy. Um, you know, how many decades that they are impacting, how many generations. So, um, the so legacy that we leave, that we leave is, is I think so interesting, right? Like what, what do you leave behind? I will also say, I think it's interesting. You said, you've said twice now about your, like the lessons, right? Like we send them off to band lessons and choir lessons and all these things. But, you know, this just kind of came to me as we were talking, but like, Who's teaching them the life lessons? Yeah, right. You know, right. that's the grandparents, right? Like you you probably, you think about your great aunt and great uncle, they were probably also giving you an education that you didn't even know you needed, right? right? right. And so when we are not bringing our kids around that previous generation, are they missing those lessons, those rich history lessons of, hey, I've lived the life. Don't make this mistake. Do make this mistake. We want to teach them. We're so busy in this culture, I think, oversaturating our kids with swim lessons and, and football team. And, and you know, I mean, I, I know some, my, my niece and nephew, they are involved in every activity in America. 
And I ask my sister sometimes, I'm like, when do they just like chill? Right? Like, or, or when are like when are they around grandma and grandpa? Like when do they get you you focus so much on these practical lessons? Right. Who's right. teaching them the life lessons? Right. Peter Gray called it a careerist approach to childhood. And I really yeah. see that, right? Which is that the whole point of childhood is to get into the Ivy League school, you know, but then um, I had I just talked to Linda McGurk recently. She's got a book called There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather, but she says you can have a good life without an Ivy League education, you know, and it's just right. an important reminder that all of these other things are so impactful. You know, even just the fact that we would go to a home that had no toys. That's really right. something I've thought about a lot over the years is that, well, mm-hmm. how much, what do my kids really need? You know, and um, so I'm really excited for the resources that you're com- that you have coming out, and you know that you have this big launch in 2022. It's obviously very needed. Um, you're talking about going on an outdoors vacation, kind of down to my down to my great aunt and uncle. We were talking a little bit about this concept of going outside when you don't like going outside, um, or you know, planning these outdoor vacations as a family and just kind of dreading it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay, so like, let's talk about that. So, I am not a super outdoorsy person, right? Like, and Melissa is. You've met Melissa. You know her. Like, she loves getting outside and she runs for fun. Um, I don't understand that. I'm like, are you being chased by a bear? You went 13 miles for what reason? Um, you know, now, I mean, I will like, like, don't get me wrong. I will run a Disney race. Okay. Because of like the medal at the end. Right. Um, And so sometimes it's fun to do, but I don't, you know, going outside, like, like Melissa's like, let's go to the beach or let's go to, you know, the mountains. Um, and the beach to me is like, why am I going to get sand all over myself and the car? There is a pool. It's sandy. Right. Like, this is going to be fantastic. I'll go to a pool. Thank you. And, you know, and then the mountains, it's like, okay, well, we have to pack up and we have to do all this. And then I have to drive us there. And there's six of us. So we don't fly anywhere because it's too expensive. And so let's drive. And so now we're in the car for 15 hours. And in my head, I've already talked myself out of going outside. And it's everything from the full vacation to like, Oh, I could go on a bike ride with the kids, right? Like we bought bikes during COVID, like us in half of America, right? We all bought bikes. Yep, kids couldn't find them anywhere. Right. You, I mean, literally could not, literally I went to find them and they were like, I mean, I think I spent like, geez, Jenny, this is terrible. But I think I spent like a thousand dollars on bikes because I couldn't just buy That's all it was, yeah. Because it was like, this is what we have. And so this is what we're going to buy. And so, so we bought these bikes and, we rode the bikes like three times and now I'll come home and Melissa will be riding a bike and thank God Joey is six, five like me. So he rides my bike, but you know, or else it wouldn't get any use. But like, I had this grand idea that we were going to start being the bike riding family. Cause everyone was, mm-hmm. and then it was like, yeah, I don't really like doing this. Like it's hot <laughs> and like, I'm sweating and like someone's already complaining because they fell off their bike. And so then that becomes a whole thing. And so, and I just don't like being outside. And so, but here's what I've realized is, you know, like you, for me, and I don't know, this is, this may be the same way for you, Jenny, 
But for me, like, then I take a step on the trail, right? Like we get there, you know, we got to North Carolina um, a couple weeks ago. We had to go to North Carolina to look at some sites for some different events that we're talking about. And, and so one of the days we went to hike to a waterfall. And I was like, even in the car there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I'll sit in the car. I'll check email. Well, then I get to the parking lot and there's no service. So I'm like, well, I can't sit here and check email. <laughs> Your hand was forced. It's I'm actually like, really funny. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, this is terrible. And in my mind, I wasn't going to go. But of course, what like, do you go, right? But there's nothing to do. So I'm like, well, I guess now I'm going to hike up to a waterfall. And so I did. And then I got there and it's, you get on the trail, you take that first step and you kind of breathe it all in. And it's like, oh, this is actually invigorating. Yeah. Well, there is, and, and there is something scientific actually about yeah. that moving water. It has to do with the ions in the air and it really does something for you. It really does. Like, I mean, I don't understand all that scientifical stuff, but like <laughs> scientifical. No, you feel it. You do. You feel it. Like you do. And and I felt it. And we hiked up and it was probably, I don't know, 45 minutes up. And then I laid on a rock at the bottom, like one of those huge, you know, boulder rocks. And it has to be really huge because I laid on it, you know, and I'm a huge guy. And so I laid on this boulder rock and I, and I just watched and, you know, the little ones and, and Melissa and a couple other, like they climbed up higher and like I laid there and then Maddie our 13 year old she kind of hung out with me a little bit and and you know it was great to just be in nature and take your shoes off and wade through the water and you know I I'm you you're you're gonna understand this and maybe you can explain it to me like I was reading this thing about grounding yeah yeah like like electrical I, I don't know the ins and outs of it yeah there's, there's something, something about it that makes you feel better. Yes. So like, um, you know, Sherry Seligson. Mm-hmm. So Sherry and I were in Ohio and uh, we had just done a homeschool conference together and Kathy, I dropped Kathy off at the airport and Sherry and I had like three hours to kill. And so we said, you know what, let's go down. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course, because you have to, because you're in Ohio. And then we were out, like, we had walked down from the Hall of Fame and there's like this big open field and she goes, take your shoes off. And so what do you mean? She's like, just take your shoes off and stand in the grass. And now she's like a super science, like, right? She's like a, like a biologist and all this. But she understands it. Right. But she's like, just stand in the grass. And I did. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then what's crazy is, then I started thinking about when I'm at home, like I'll be on a meeting and I'll be like starting to get like, okay, come on or whatever. Like I'll be like, you know, and I'm on, I'm, in, I'm on my headphones and I'll go outside and I'd pace barefoot and it would like calm me down. And I always thought it was the pacing, right. That was probably calming me down. And now I'm like, was it the grounding? What it, was it, whatever this ion charge. Exchange. Some sort of an exchange. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you're, that excess energy, that stuff that's making you feel anxious, it's like your exchanges somehow with the earth when that exactly. calmness comes. 
And so it's super cool. So I love yes. that. And, you know, so I love, I think the thing is, I say I hate being outside. I don't. I hate planning to be outside. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I mean, I think the whole thing is that it's a very unknown, you know, you don't really know yep. what's going to happen when you're there. So it almost feels like a gamble, you know, but in all of our years of adventuring outside, we only really had one bad experience. We just ended up going home. It was just too cold and too windy and the kids were crying. You know, I was with a girlfriend. So, um, and it was in the winter here in Michigan, but of, of all of the adventures that we've had, but you don't know what it's going to be until you get there. In fact, yesterday we went to the apple orchard, so we're up in Michigan, so it's apple orchards are everywhere. It's apple season. Oh, I love that. You know, we've probably been to the apple orchard, you know, 75, 100 times. I mean, we've been a lot. There's a lot of them. Some we do in the fall. But we possibly have been more than that. And so, and my kids, a little bit, are starting to kind of be like, uh, you know, apples again. You know, we've already been a couple times. But just yesterday, we um, were out picking apples, and it just stormed. There was nobody else out there. It was just us and my parents. And um, we saw a mouse run across, you know, run across from one side to the other. Never seen that before. hundred times we've been to the apple orchard. So then we go and look more and she's got three babies and she's nursing these little babies and, you know, they're down in the grass. And 
And I just thought that's kind of how it is. It's like you don't really know what you're going to see or what the experience mm-hmm. is going to be like, but you have this sort of trust that it's going to be something. It's going to be something that you remember. It's going to be something that makes you feel better. And so you sort of put in the work based on this blind trust that, you know, I mean, based on my prior experiences, it's probably going to be worth it. Um, And I don't really love going outside either. I think that's probably a misnomer. You know, I went outside and thought it was crazy at the beginning to go outside for any length of time. I wanted to just play the piano. So but I, I, I got five kids and I can't play the piano, so I got to do something. In my head, you were outside every day in a hammock somewhere. And we are. I mean, we are outside every day. I mean, I have a goal for it because I think for me, it's hard to do. And I have goals for things that are hard and it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It, there's mosquitoes and it's hot, you know, or it's cold, you know, wherever you are, there's, there are these things that impede, you know, what you want to do. And so, mainly know, and I've talked about, and, yeah, but, and all those things that I don't like. Right. Right. But then there is something to it, even for the people mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not their first inclination. So one of the things we're talking about doing together um, is an outdoors family camp. So uh, we have really not a lot of plans in place, but um, we have some, overarching ideas and a place where families can come and connect and grandparents. And that's something I really noticed in the homeschool community, you know, at a lot of these homeschool conferences and a lot of times the different organizations, the grandparents are free. Right. The homeschool conference. So a lot of grandparents come and um, my parents and my husband's parents have come to our conference in Michigan, which is called the inch conference. And sometimes they'll have a grandparents lunch. I think, I actually think it's really important for those organizations to pour into the grandparents because those grandparents are, um, you know, are a big piece of the puzzle. So, you know, it'd be really fun to have a, a multi-generational family camp. You know, do you have any other, I, I know we talked about some different things about it. Um, well, yeah. So we, so what I, I think what we had kind of landed on is I think, you know, again, like I said earlier, like I hate planning, Right. Like I start thinking through and it's all the stress of, and what are we going to eat? And if we're going to go backpack to a waterfall, the kids are going to be hungry in seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to have to feed them a meal and then they're going to be hungry in like 18 minutes and I'm going to have to feed them something else. Right. Yeah. And so like all of these, and then, oh my goodness, we have to make sure we bring an extra set of clothes because they are going to accidentally fall in. Right. <laughs> and so all of these things that you have to think through. And so, I think for us, you know, what I what I think is going to be so exciting, Jenny, is that the camp that you and I kind of dreamed up in our heads is that the family can come and kind of check in and we'll have a counselor that's, you know, with a couple different families um, and kind of, you know, helping herd kids and get everyone fed. And so like eat and then you know, here's an activity that you're doing today, whether it's tubing or, you know, depending on what part of the country we're in, obviously, but like, or I'm thinking, writing or hiking. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is that you're doing, I'm thinking North Carolina, because that's the first one that we kind of looked at is okay. that there. And so like, you know, there's tubing and there's hiking and there's waterfalling and there's, you know, right. and then there's, right, just some other stuff. And so I think then they go, they do that. 
And what I think is so cool is, and this is where I think you we connect really well is, you know, giving them the questions to ask, like giving the parents and the grandparents the prompts to talk about, because we do like, we want to connect to our kids as parents, right? Like we do. And so get them, like, we want to get you guys outside, you know, and if you're listening to this and you're excited about this, then that's great because, you know, let us know because we want to tell you when it is. But I think the vision is to have four or five of these all over the country, right? Where people can come and spend four or five days just connecting to each other, connecting with nature. And then they leave and they go, wow, this wasn't hard. If I could go to a place, and it's really funny that you and I are planning this because we're not outside people. Right. right. But, but I think also, power in it. And that's, I think, yeah. that is the point which is that, you know, when you step back and you realize how much it does, you know, it hits every facet of development for kids. It helps parents move. It helps us connect. I think because there's so many sensory experiences, we uh-huh. tend to remember those things. And so like when you ask people about their childhood memories, a lot of them are outdoors because there's so many elements in your hearing and you're smelling and you're seeing and you feel it, you know, and uh-huh. so we remember those things. And so we can, we have sort of these, you know, for our family, we have these like foundational pillars of memories that have happened in the outdoors that, you know, no one can take those from us. Those right. will always be there um, as these moments of connection. So uh, we're going to, we're wrapping up here in a minute. Um, can you tell us, John, for people who are interested about Celebrate Kids, who are interested in about Ignite the Family, who are interested in um, Dr. Kathy Cook's books, where can they find more information? Where can they find her books and those sorts of things? Sure. So CelebrateKids.com is our website. Um, It is in the midst of a remodel. So it'll look a lot better in like, you know, by December 1st. Um, But it is full of resources. We have, oh, like over a thousand blog posts. We have, um, Dr. Kathy has a podcast called Encouraged with Celebrate Kids. Um, which has great information. Um, we have our Ask a Child questions. If you follow us on social media, you get those. We get we have a newsletter that goes out weekly, um, and then Ignite the Family will have a newsletter that's starting. We will we are also starting a podcast over there, um, and uh, doing some video stuff. Um, so find us celebratekids.com is the best place to kind of start and then go. Celebrate Kids have the Ignite the Family things there as well. Yep, cat. Okay. So like Celebrate Kids. So it's, so I tell people, it's kind of like Gap Inc. Like, you know, Gap Inc. is Banana Republic, Old Navy, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our website, just like theirs has the top, our new yeah. website will have the top bar where it's like, you can pick Kathy Cook, you can pick Ignite the Family. Okay. You can pick all these different kind of, oh, you know, we own the Picture Smart Bible, which is a great resource yeah. for the Bible. Um, and so like all these kind of different things will be up there and you can pick where you want to go. Um, but you know, we're here, we're here to walk the parenting journey and the family journey with parents. Um, and so also email us, you know, you can email Kathy at all anytime at Dr. Kathy at celebratekids.com. You can email me, John at celebratekids.com. We have a team of people that we work with. So if we don't know the answer to something, we reach out. I've actually, I think I texted you once to go, Hey, a parent's asking this, what do we tell them, right? Like we're all about connecting to the experts and connecting to the people that know what they're talking about. And so um, that's what we want to do. And so we want to be a resource to you as a family. 
One one of the best resources I think is your newsletter um, because it comes weekly. It comes to you without you having to reach out for it. And you guys have a you know a really high open rate. People really um, get a lot out of your newsletter, so that would be a great thing for people to sign up for. And then her books obviously are on Amazon, and I'm assuming they could buy them through your website as well. Yep. Yeah. Like, they're on Amazon. You know, what we ask people is, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, if you buy a book through us, we make, obviously, you know, we get an author discount. So then we make, you know, a decent, I think, $9 for the nonprofit. We are a nonprofit, so we're sustained by donations. Yeah. Um, and, but when you buy it through Amazon, we make like 96 cents. Yeah, so better to buy through your website. So, so buy through celebratekids.com. And we've talked about the eight grade smarts and we've talked about the eight grade smart phone schoolers and, and um, five to thrive. Five one, yeah. yeah. Um, so your website is a great place to go for people to buy those celebratekids.com. Celebratekids.com. And we have the bags that everyone likes. Yeah, there's a lot of things there. Yes, people do love those. I found, but like we finally put them, we're putting those on the store, Jenny. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so John, I'm going to ask you one final question here. Can you tell us a favorite outdoor childhood memory of yours? My favorite outdoor childhood memory. So, childhood, can I be like 18? Okay. Yep. So, I love the desert. I love the desert landscape. When I was um, 18, this is so weird. When I was 18, my grandmother died and I went to the funeral um, and we went to the Grand Canyon because she lived in Arizona. And so we went to the Grand Canyon and everyone was kind of over in one section. And I went and I, I sat down on the ledge, not like over the ledge, like on the like back from the ledge because I have a little bit of a heights issue. Um, but I sat there and it, it was like, there was this like peace and calm, right? To just sit out and look at this vast, amazing structure that God created, right? Like this is the water moving through the land. And like, this is like, just to know that his hand was in all of it. And it gave me a peace in the midst of this. My grandmother was, like just an amazing woman. She wore rainbow socks because she said they matched everything. Uh, like, she, like that was her spirit, right? Like that was who she was. So to see that and to be able to kind of go, you know what, this is good. Like this is, this is good. Um, is a really great, you know, for me, that's a really, I connect that to the land that I was and of course I was raised, you know, like I went to a farm and I did all those things. So there's probably lots of memories there, but that is what stands out when you say favorite, like just knowing that there was a purpose, you know, that God created this whole structure and seeing the vastness of it and how big God is, you know, it kind of all happened in one moment. So you put me on the spot. I love putting people on the spot. That's a good one. Well, John, I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate what you're doing with Celebrate Kids and, and Ignite the Family. I know that um, that what you're doing has impacted our family already in, in you know, over the 30 years from Dr. Cook and Celebrate Kids and all that you guys are doing has just impacted so many families around the world. So 
thank you for that. Thank you for your time here. And um, um, I'm looking forward to sharing more about family camp and, and all the things yes. that you guys have coming up as well uh, here in the future. So thank you. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you, Jenny. Have a great day. You too.
Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. 